Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Look, uh, ball player, ball player. No watching from the side. Said that you got him next. Well, go ahead and show him why. No limits in the sky. Go ahead and take your shot. This one is for the city. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Up Next, the podcast where we tell you who's up next in youth sports and introduce you to some of the biggest players in the game. We got a huge player in the game today, uh, a great special guest. Uh, but first, of course, I'm Jamal Murphy, and I got my co-host extraordinaire, Khalid Green, in the house. What's up, man? Peace, man. Just happy to be here. Happy to have one of my former players who's now a giant in the game at, at uh, Villanova. Um, putting it out there, he'll be in the Final Four in the next three years. Uh-oh. All right? We're going to put that, we're going to manifest that, man. And um, no, nah, seriously, though, head coach Kyle Neptune, happy to have him. Yes, yes. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Really excited to be here. Really excited. Thank you. So, yes, Kyle Neptune, head coach of Villanova in his first year. He was a Fordham head coach a year ago. Uh, took them to a 16-16 and record, 8-10 and and 8-10, which, if you, you know, if you're a college basketball uh, aficionado like me, that was kind of amazing. Uh, he's, he was a Villanova assistant coach from 2013 to 2021, played for Brooklyn Friends High School in Brooklyn. I uh, also played college ball at Lehigh. So, Kyle, again, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, appreciate we really that. appreciate it, man. Hold on, hold up, Jamal. You can't, you can't leave out oh. Brooklyn Bridge. That's what, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Go ahead. I got my start. That's that's where I got my start for sure. So, oh, so, so definitely can't keep that uh, piece of the lineage out of there. No doubt. So, so let's start right there. Let's start right there. How 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 did you get your start? Like when, when, you know, basketball, um, you're, you're at the highest levels now, uh, but where did it all start? So, uh, you know, back, I, I had to be like 11 or 12, maybe 13. Um, I grew up in uh, Clinton Hill in Brooklyn. Um, I won't say the exact block, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I happened to live on the same, um, same street as Coach Green here. Okay. Um, and my dad, uh, through, through my dad and his dad, we were connected. Um, and I was lucky enough to play for his upstart program at the time, Brooklyn Bridge, uh, for the first couple seasons um, uh, when he created it. And this this was a long, long time ago. And, and it grew from there. Um, and it grew into uh, the Juice All-Stars, uh, which um, still exists today. Nice. So... What was your what was your playing career like? Um, you know, from from the time you started at Brooklyn Bridge, and you know, Kali, you could jump in here too, if you want. But what, what was your like what was, when you first started as a player? You know, what what did what were you? What did you think you were? And then how did you progress? Uh, that's a great point. It's where you thought you were is a is a great uh, uh, choice of words there. So, you know, for me, I I started, um, you know, before I played with the Brooklyn Bridge, I was uh, playing in the park, um, but also playing in little uh, church leagues here and there. Um, and I thought I was really good. Um, but the team that uh, and then going into playing with Khalid's program, I realized like ah, maybe maybe I'm not exactly where I, I thought I was just because of the type of talent he had there. And I, one thing I'll say about Coach Green, I think he had a a unique way of letting you know where you stood. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's what I'll say. Um, 
you know, I, I think uh, the the way he coached uh, definitely built uh, character and uh, 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 level set. I'll, I'll say it like that. I think he leveled, uh, set set a, a standard, but also let you know where you were in the hierarchy um, at any particular time. I think that's a, the best way to say it. I don't know, Khalid, I don't know if you want to get any more uh, detail. Uh, that's, that's, that's the PG version. I appreciate uh, that on the <laughs> Children Network. <laughs> no, but to, uh, to piggyback on what Kyle said, one thing about Kyle, he had a, always had a hard uh, work ethic. His work ethic was always off the chain. I remember one time he asked me, he asked me, like, how could he – I think he called me. He asked me, how could he get playing time? And I told him, you know, at the time, I think we had Sebastian Telfair. I said, you're not going to be a better playmaker than him. You're not going to be a better rebounder. And then I think we had Chris Taff or Tank, one of those guys. And you're not going to be a better scorer right right now than Karan Clark, who was one of our better scorers. And then, um, you know, he morphed. He took that conversation and he morphed into Shane Batty here on our team. Basically, um, he started taking charges. Now, we're talking about playing outside on concrete. Mm-hmm. He took about two or three charges per game to the point where he probably has some still cuts on his knees <laughs> to this day. But, I, like, he put pressure on me as a coach. I couldn't take him out the game. And he didn't run from the adversity. He ran to it. And, you know, that's pretty much been the story of his life. Right. So, you know, now, you know, your head coach – you got into coaching for eight years at Villanova as an assistant. What, what did you always, when you were young, did you, did you feel like you wanted to be a coach? Did you, did you kind of think like a coach on the court? Like how early did you, did you start thinking that 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 was something you wanted to do? I had no thoughts of being a coach. Um, It's it's crazy. Uh, The year after I graduated, I uh, went to go play, try to play, continue to play. And I went overseas to a couple of different spots. I went to Lithuania. I was in Latvia. um, I was in Puerto Rico, uh, all in, you know, maybe a seventh, seven month span. Um, And honestly, I, I, what I, what I saw was like, it was way harder than I thought it was going to be. Like, I think when you hear overseas and someone plays overseas, it's actually, it sounds like just one entity, but it's so many different places you go and so many different levels um, in each, not only overseas in general, but also in each country you go to so many different levels. So, you know, I, I just started to learn all the politics and all that stuff. And I was like, man, this is this is way more challenging than I thought it would be at the same time. You know, I was having knee issues and I, I was just, uh, you know, evaluating where I was going to uh, where what I was going to do in my life. Um, and it, honestly, and it's, it's weird that uh, Khalid's on this um, uh, podcast with us right now. He at the same time was you know, making a, a, a life change as well. And he was looking to be a scout with the, with the nets. And, uh, you know, so I was trying to figure it out. He was trying to figure it out. And he went to, uh, as he was going to climb the ranks with the nets, he would bring me along with him. Um, and I, I got to see the NBA at a high level, um, and saw behind the scenes. I was like, man, this is, this is a nice route, uh, and just working in, in, in sports in general. Um, and, you know, I thought, all right, well, maybe I can do something at the college level. And I, I want to be a grad assistant, to be honest, uh, and continue to my continue my education. And it just so happened that uh, in, uh, I came back and I asked Khalid and some other guys I knew in the 
just the New York basketball world. One of them was Gary Charles. One of them was um, uh, Tiny Morton and a, a bunch of guys like, hey, can you help me get involved with college sports? And it just so happened that just through that network, there was a connection with Villanova um, and had, you know, all those guys reach out to, to Villanova ended up, you know, within maybe a month and a half uh, uh, being the, instead of being a, a grad assistant, being the video coordinator of Villanova. Mm. So, so Nova was, so you didn't have any connection with Villanova prior to that because even at Lehigh so, or whatever. Yeah, no, the connection was New York City and New York mm -hmm. City basketball. At the time, if you remember, uh, you know, that was Alan Ray, New York City mm -hmm. kid, Kurt Sumner, down, uh, uh, Bishop Lachlan, New York City kid, um, uh, um, even Randy Foy, New Jersey, uh, New York uh, kid, uh, Mike Nardi, New Jersey kid. Um, and that, that was the team at Villanova back then, right? Um, Jason Frazier. Um, Long Island uh, kid, uh, New York kid. Uh, and then at the time, uh, they were recruiting Corey Fisher and Javon Pinkston um, and a, a bunch of other players in the area as well. So uh, I think just because of you know, where recruiting was at the time, it gave me an opportunity um, just because, uh, you know, it was it was a I think it worked for both sides to have a relationship with New York City. Mm hmm. Who, who do you consider, you know, your, your, I'm sure you named a couple of them already, but who you consider your biggest influences uh, that helped you, you know, to, to get to where you are now? Well, I mean, my biggest influences are my parents. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they uh, my parents are both uh, immigrants to this country. They came here and um, just, you know, put my sister and I on a great path. Um, to, to put us in the positions uh, to be successful. So uh, influences are always going to be my parents. Uh, they did a great job uh, raising us and, and uh, instilling in us uh, a way of thinking that has helped us to this day. Shout out to Alex, man. That's, that's you know, he, he mentions his father, but his father, I, I was thinking about him the other day when I was walking by because um, when I first became, started, you know, rolling around with Brooklyn Bridge, um, anybody that knows, you know, when you lack resources, parents come in handy. And he was like a big help when it came to transporting kids. We used to call his van the turtle. And he used to pack up a bunch of kids in his van and he was and he was always happy to do it. So shout out to Alex for that. Was your father a big like was he a big basketball fan or did he play like what was his what was the background with that? No, I, I don't know. He, he was a big basketball fan for sure. Um, loved the Knicks, uh, loved going to neighborhood uh, games and, and just watching, you know, neighborhood park games. Um, and, and he, I wouldn't say that he, he, he never played the game um, per se, but uh, definitely a huge fan. Um, and he always tried to put me in the right positions to learn from the right people uh, to be successful. Mm -hmm. So you now head coach of Villanova, obviously, you know, that's a that's a huge job, um, great opportunity uh, for, you know, a young coach, especially. Um, I know you get this question. You've probably gotten this question like 8000 times. But, you know, what's it what's a what's it like, you know, following a legend, Jay, Jay Wright? Uh, you know, how to, what's your mentality, you know, going into this season, your first season and with this type of job? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I have been asked this question a thousand times. Um, and, and you know what? Ever since last year, too, being at Fordham. And what I learned by answering this question so many times is that, you know, 
almost every time I like whatever popped in my head, it was something different. Right. Like what makes this guy so special? Like what was it like to be around him? Like I, I would always think of something different. And one time it might be, oh, he's a great mentor. Next time it might be, oh, well, he runs a great program. He really knows like as a CEO knows how to run a program. Next time it might be, oh, man, this guy, X's and O's wise, he's unbelievable. Right. So like what I learned is in order to run a, a program like his, you know, you kind of got to be good at everything you do and put your best foot forward every single day, um, no matter what you're doing, whether it's talking to people, whether it's um, spending time, time with your players, whether it's on the X and O sides and putting in time, um, you know, creating a different philosophy every day with that. And um, I think that's that's what I've taken from him uh, the most. And in, in terms of uh, step, uh, you know, following him, you know, I, I really feel no pressure. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be me. Um, I think a lot of what I've learned in this business is because I've been at Villanova. So I think I'm uniquely um, a Villanova and I'm uniquely um, uh, I, I, like I think that I'm, my thought process is so aligned with what's going on here over uh, the, the last decade, just because I've been here for most of the time. All right. So I, I like to stray too far from that uh, would just kind of be unnatural for me. Um, but yeah, like, like I said in the beginning, I, he, I can't be Jay Wright. There's no way I can be someone that I'm not. Um, but I do feel I'm, uh, my thought process is uniquely Villanovan. So, uh, I, I think that, you know, my only goal now is to just keep the culture, um, you know, and the bones of the program where it's been. Um, and then just for each team, think about it like, all right, we got to be the best team we can be by, by the end of the season. And if we're doing that at a high level, then I, I, I'm comfortable with the results. Right. Kyle, um, a lot of people see a head coach as yourself at, at Villanova, and they don't really understand all of the other responsibilities that come with being in your position. Like, most kids that are listening or parents will only say, oh, he shows up for practice and he has to talk to his team. But can you explain the enormous responsibilities that go along with your job other than just coaching the kids? Well, I'll be honest. I mean, if you talk about just just coaching and just thinking about basketball, I would say that could be about 15 percent of the job. Um, 15 to 20%. Like when you get, uh, I mean, I think <laughs> like if you're lucky, uh, and, you know, when the season starts, maybe you can get to 50%, maybe. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of the the job of any coach, uh, head coach, assistant coach, whatever, whatever, whatever you're thinking at whatever level is all the other things. All right. And that's, you know, uh, just mentoring the kids just in general, um, you know, uh, making sure the kids go to class. Um, you know, I shouldn't call them kids, young men um, yeah. go to class. Um, and then, you know, just uh, just dealing with alums, uh, talking to different alums, uh, different events on campus. Uh, and now in college basketball, we have NIL and we have, um, you know, that's that's a completely different entity on its own, just in terms of, you know, supporting the kids with their social media efforts and so supporting them with their, honestly, their business efforts off the off the court and uh, making sure that they're um, able to operate at a high level with that as well. So so much of what uh, is, is done at this level is off the court. Um, and, you know, we look at it honestly as, you know, if you do and you have the th type of mindset where you're trying to be a high achiever and be a success in whatever you do, um, no matter if it's, 
um, you know, cleaning up your room to, uh, you know, to coaching the team to, uh, you know, in, to, to, to uh, doing a paper in class, uh, wh- whatever it is, if you're, if you have the mindset, like whatever you do, you're going to try to achieve at a high level. Um, those, those are the type of we, people we want to be around. And uh, normally those are the type of people who become successful. Speaking of other things that, you know, the coach has to do recruiting is obviously a big one. Um, you've, you've obviously spent a lot of time uh, doing that, you know, especially as an assistant. Like I said, this this podcast, we deal with a lot of youth players, players who are, you know, trying to get to Division One, um, trying to get to big-time college basketball, get to the pros. What what kind of players do you look for? Not just, you know, you know on the floor, but what, what are specific traits or kind of traits that you look for in terms of recruiting players? Well, I, I think that there's, there's you got to have a certain level of talent. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, Hey, listen, anyone can just come play. You know, you got to have a certain level of just God given ability. When you say that you're talking about your height, uh, your speed, your agility, um, your athleticism. Um, but a, a lot once you have that pre there's, there's a lot of uh, variance within that as well. Right. Uh, I, I would, like, you look at Kobe Bryant, he's, he's one of, um, you know, obviously a high level uh, of skill and ability. But if you look at him compared to other NBA players, he's not the most freakiest guy out there. He's not definitely not the most athletic, definitely not the fastest. Um, but when you, when you think of Hart and when you think of um, what he put into the game, like I would say the best of all time. Right. Um, and that's why he's considered one of the best of all time, because he just put everything into it. Um, so if I if I had um, you know, a piece of advice for anyone trying to or, or uh, with the who had a goal of uh, playing at a high level is just put everything into it um, and worry about the the things that you can actually control. Um, and, and what are the things you can control? You can control how hard you work. You can control that. Right. You can work, control how hard you work in the classroom. You can control how uh, how hard you work in your uh, craft in terms of basketball. You can control those things. Right. Um, and, you know, normally the guys who have the level of talent, but then also you know, get the most out of that in terms of how hard they work are the guys who have the the best chance to succeed at the next level. Uh, coaching wise for any team that you coach, like what are the what's like the basic tenants that you that you have? Like what any like if I'm if I'm watching a Kyle Neptune coach team. What is it that you would that you would want to come across like, oh, that team does this well, that team, the, like the like the first first or second thing? I would say one play hard. Right. And uh, that's all encompassing. Just, you know, just, just playing harder than the other team. Uh, the second thing I say, I would say would be play to win. Right. And, you know, if simply put, like either, I think everyone here who knows basketball can see a team playing hard. What does that mean? You don't, you're the first to get rebounds. You're the first one to dive on the floor. You're the one taking charges, getting the flex and getting blocks. Right. And then playing to win like teams that are playing to win are unselfish because right? they're doing whatever they can do to win the game, not for their individual accolades or stats. Um, you know, they, they care about each other. Um, they care about the other players' success because they know that that will be their success. Um, I think that's uh, a unique and it's become unique in today's game because uh, the world tells you that, you know, it's so individual and you should worry about social media and you should worry about your own, your stats and you should worry about, 
um, you know, just whatever happens with you as an individual. And I think it's unique now. It's, and it's, it used to be, uh, you know, that that that's all that mattered is the team. Uh, I, I think that's almost unique. Um, and, and obviously it does matter as much like, you know, the, like I, I can't ever tell uh, anyone that, you know, their own personal success is not important. Um, but I do think it's a blend uh, of team success and individual success. And what advice would you have for any young coaches that are trying to break into the business? Um, I would say, you know, everyone has a different path. Um, you know, my path uh, is going to be different than anyone else's path. Uh, uh, like for, for me personally, um, I, again, you know, same advice I would give to uh, a kid who is trying to be good and uh, try to achieve, try to get to a high level in basketball is that you got to worry about the things that you can actually worry about. Um, in, in coaching, I think that comes down to relationships. Um, and I think that uh, comes down to knowledge of the game. Um, and, and if you have those two, if you do those two things at a high level, put time into the relationships that you have, not only with the players, but also the other people in the business. Um, and then you have a high level of uh, knowledge of the game and you put time into growing your knowledge of the game. I think that's the best possible, uh, put you in the best position to, to rise in the coaching world. And, and, and again, every, everyone's path is different. Absolutely. One of the big things uh, for me in sports and, uh, you know, college basketball, college sports in, in particular, is, uh, minority coaches getting a chance, black, uh, particularly black coaches. And then, you know, I've always been a big fan of the Big East. And then I look at the Big East and seven of the 11 head coaches are black now. I mean, I don't I don't think there's any other conference even close to that. Uh, besides maybe uh, the blacks, you know, MEAC or something like that. But, um, you know, what's what, you know, you being a part of that fraternity, what, what does that mean to you? And, and what do you think the Big East is doing right? I think it, I got such a high level of pride to be part of the Big East um, because because they are uh, they are really into diversity. Um, it's, it's one of the, the, the major things that we focus on. We talk about all the time and it's a, a source of pride for the league as well. Um, I know for me. Um, growing up and seeing uh, other African Americans in positions um, that are, are coveted positions was unbelievable for me. I'm um, just seeing that that was possible, um, and uh, I'm, I'm proud to be in that spot. And I hope that if I could, um, you know, just by being in this spot, uh, uh, motivate someone else to understand that they could get to. And it doesn't have to be coaching; it could be anything. Um, but but can, but can be a high achiever. Um, that's that's such a such a special spot to be in, and I'm I'm proud to be in one of those spots. And I hope that I can help affect someone's life um, in, in any way I can. So before we let you get out of here, uh, how you guys looking, man? How's uh how's the squad looking? <laughs> <laughs> I think we I think we're in a great spot. I mean, we we've you know Villanova for years has had uh, a main guy coming back. It's always been like all right. Well, for the last couple of years, it's been Colin Gillespie. I uh, I mean, obviously he's been he was a you know All American this year, right? And, but he's came back as a really good player for three years. You know, before that, Jalen Brunson and Mikel Bridges came back as a main player, leading scorer type of guy for multiple years. They came, they started on a 2016 uh, national championship team and then came back for two seasons after that as national championship uh, champions and uh, decorated players. Before that, you think about Josh Hart, 
um, and ended like coming back as uh, a, a national champion and a major player on really good teams and had a lot of accolades. Um, and you know you could keep going back. And, and there's even got guys in that time frame that had a high level accolades coming back to Villanova. Uh, and this year we just don't have that, right? And and it's actually an exciting time because you know I think the guys that are coming back. Um, have this high, high, high level of talent. Um, and I think they're a little more hungry uh, because they're not the guys that, you know, you traditionally look at like, oh, okay, well, we know what that guy's going to be. I think all of us in our program know what they're going to be. Right. Um, but I think they have a, a, you know, a little bit of a, a chip on their shoulder um, just because, you know, they, they are eager to be the ones who are kind of carrying um, you know, in a position of leadership in the program. So we're really excited. And those three guys this year, Caleb Daniels, um, Eric Dixon, um, and Brandon Slater. So, um, you know, uh, and obviously Justin Moore is going to be out um, for, for the first um, little bit of the season. But those three guys initially, uh, I'm really excited uh, for them uh, to be in that role um, and, and to, to have the opportunity to lead. And you and you got some young guys too that you're you're trying to mix in. Any of those guys you see, uh, you know, doing some big things this year? Yeah, I, I'm happy with all of our young guys, and you know, I, I think it speaks to our depth. Um, now, I, I wouldn't say I could. Oh, oh, this guy will definitely be the guy. Like we we've had great depth. Um, across the board, and we have a great uh, uh, cast of guys who came back from a Final Four team, um, and you know they were God, they were in a different role. They weren't the guys that were, um, you know, they, uh, they they played behind some really good players, right? And and now, but they saw what that was. They saw what those guys went through, and it wasn't always easy for the guys that they watched, right? And so they they have an added bonus to know uh, what's ahead of them and what the stakes are, and you know how hard it is. Um, so. So, you know, and they're coming back uh, eager um, to be in those roles. And we, we got some freshmen who are, you know, really, really talented freshmen who are um, really good guys and have bought into our program and um, are eager to learn from the older guys. So we have a great mix uh, of, of guys and a, a great um, and a really competitive team. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how we fare this season. Nice. Definitely. Uh, me too. Always, always been a fan of, like I said, the Big East, Villanova, of course, is in that. And I'll, I'll be an even bigger fan this year uh, because, you know, uh, we're, we're definitely rooting for you, definitely confident in you. So uh, that's Brooklyn home team now, man. Yeah, that's, that, yeah definitely. Home team, Villanova. No question. No Just letting question. people know. <laughs> At least on St. James it is. <laughs> Word, word. The, the, the historic St. James. I didn't say actually, Khalid, I didn't say the block. So you said You're that. right. Oh, no. My bad. Listen. No doubt. So, yeah, this has been uh, Kyle Neptune, head coach of Villanova, first year, eight-year assistant, uh, was at Fordham last year, Brooklyn's own, uh, Brooklyn Bridge Program's own. Uh, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. And like, like we said, we'll be, we'll be uh, watching every game room for you heavy. Thank you so much. Great to spend some time with you guys. Appreciate you it. Too. All yes, right. Sir, Appreciate it. All right. What can I say? Uh, Coach Neptune, you putting guys in uh, in uh, big positions, man. What's going on out here with the Brooklyn Bridge program, man? I'm a kingmaker, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but I'm a kingmaker. Kings make kings. I hear and, that. Uh, um, uh, Kyle Neptune is definitely that. Um, 
I think he's going to have a huge uh, uh, run uh, as a coach. Um, I think he's going to, you know, obviously has huge shoes to fill with the legendary Jay Wright, but Kyle's up for the challenge and I'm just proud of him. Yeah, man, no doubt. I mean, he's like, you know, he's one of those, uh, you know, those young coaches, those, those, uh, what are they like co- young coaching prospects? They call if, if they're white, they call them, you know, coaching geniuses, you know, the young, right. the young Prodigy. geniuses, right. prodigies, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Usually that goes to the white guys. Uh, but you know, now, you know, we, you know, people have to have no choice, but to open their eyes and see what we have to offer. Um, it's interesting, you know, he's, he, it's a huge job, but you know, Jay Wright, of course, the legend Jay Wright retiring. But I, from what I heard, part of the reason he chose this time to retire is because he knew uh, he had they had someone ready uh, that could take over the program. So yeah. um, there's confidence all around for him. And, uh, you know, Villanova, hopefully he can just keep things rolling. Obviously, it's his first year, so he's going to be learning on the job a little bit. But um, I'm, I'm definitely expecting big things. I'll be watching. They got a lot of talent. Um, they're already sleeping on him a little bit. You know, usually Villanova's like the undisputed uh, favorite to win the Big East now. I think they're trying to say uh, they may come in third. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of wolves in the Big East. No, there's wolves out there. That's true. It ain't going to be easy. And and you have Shaheem Holloway, who's now at at Seton Hall, and, you know, um, some some others that feel like they're going to step up. So, you know, Kyle has his, his challenges in front of him, but like I said, he's he's built he's built the strong way from Brooklyn Bridge from that Brooklyn Bridge cloth. So he'll stand up when the wind blows and he'll he'll uh, manifest his greatness. No doubt, no doubt. So this has been a great episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Of course, you can listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts: uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, Spotify, of course. So be sure to check in. Keep following us on social media at UpNextPod on Instagram at UpNext underscore pod on Twitter. Go subscribe to us on YouTube, UpNextPod. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff on there. And, uh, you know, we'll keep doing big things and, uh, you know, letting you hear from the, the voices that matter in this youth sports game and beyond. So we appreciate the support and we'll see you next week for sure. Peace, everyone. That's a three. Now take your shot, ball players. Bishop Lachlan, purple and gold. That's a flex. Uh, Kylie Green got me a scally for he left. Uh, Joe Cash, something like dollars on the check. Uh, they had then, I got now. Now guess who next? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.